Hey, good morning. I don't know about you, but these days are just weird. I don't really know how to describe them. I find myself going through the motions every day, going to work, getting through the day, missing people. Are you like that too? Maybe you're not missing people. Maybe you're not so sure what's going on. But one of the things I've been trying to practice, because I've challenged everybody who watches these sermons together to the same challenge is this, that we would just practice these spiritual disciplines, that they'd be spiritual practices in our lives. And maybe today you're actually watching this and you're not even sure if you believe in Jesus. That's okay. You're welcome. The truth is, I think these practices might even help your life as well. See, I was going to think about a time when I was in college. And after my freshman year of college, I went to this ranch in Tennessee. And I went there to work for the summer. And I, I, I say work loosely. I worked a lot, but they didn't pay me anything. So I don't know if that's work or volunteer or what that really is. But I went to this ranch outside the Smoky National Forest, and it's beautiful. I mean, there are hills, and there's water, and there's streams. I mean, it's just a cool place to be. The camp where we were was up and down the hills, and yet in the middle of that place, there were hundreds of people during the week. There were campers everywhere. I stayed in this cool little barn, and I showered. It's kind of weird, actually. I showered, and there was a horse that kept looking at me. It was awkward. But what I found in that time, even with people all around, I was lonely. I felt alone, and I felt isolated. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever been around people, and people are everywhere, and yet you feel entirely alone? Like maybe you've been in this big crowd, and you see people, and yet there are people everywhere, and you just feel isolated in the middle of a crowd. And yet, I was thinking back just a couple years ago, I went off for three days. A friend of mine has a cottage in Three Rivers, Michigan, on this, this kind of lake, and, and I spent three days by myself, pretty much in silence and in prayer. And you know what? I wasn't lonely. It's crazy how that works, isn't it? That I was with people and I was alone, and yet, by myself, I wasn't. What changed? What's the difference between those two experiences? Why is it sometimes I can be alone and I can feel great, and other times I'm alone and I feel just lonely? And maybe that's where you find yourself today. And that's where maybe one of the things that we can help is we can move from isolation to solitude. And maybe you're like me, when you hear solitude, your mind automatically goes to like, you know, Superman and the Fortress of Solitude. And it's off like in this frozen tundra place somewhere way off there. That's not really the kind of solitude I'm talking about. Because most of the time, I can't go off to the Arctic if I want to be alone. And I don't have the ability to fly, although that would be sweet. See, solitude is this practice of learning to be by ourselves and in the presence of God. That's a hard thing for most of us. And this, this next part I'm going to add to solitude is probably even harder because the reality for us is this, that, that silence and solitude are inexplicably linked. You can't separate the two. And I know, you, I just lost you when I started talking about silence. Because we live in a world that doesn't know how to embrace silence. We're kind of afraid of it, if we're honest. Think I'm wrong? Here's the reality, but think about our lives. Every time you get in your car, what's the first thing we do? We turn on the radio or the, play our iPhone or whatever it is. What happens when we get up in the morning? We turn on the television or we play music. I remember talking to someone not that long ago and just saying, hey, like, I think you should embrace silence in your life some. Just, just sitting in silence and learning to be comfortable with it. And they're like, well, I, I can't sit in silence. And they're like, I, I at least listen to Christian music. And it kind of proved my point. The truth is, until we learn to be alone, we don't have nearly as much to offer the entire community of faith. But this being alone is hard because we, we run from silence. 
Like I could really talk about solitude and reverse it and make silence the priority because it's really kind of, kind of connected. But here's what I've come to believe in these days as I begin to practice these things in my life. When we approach solitude, it either becomes for us a feeling of isolation or it becomes for us a feeling of fulfillment. Because solitude, the only difference between solitude and isolation is our perspective. It's our heart. It's what we're doing in that. It's trying to be connected to God in a way that makes life make sense. And what I began to find as I look at the scriptures, I was just thinking about just a, a simple passage from Mark chapter 1. And the truth is, what, I, what I've come to believe is Jesus models for us not just in what he says, but in how he lives, he models a unique way of life. He models these practices that really do bring life. They bring hope. They are for us just life-giving. And so we see in this, in Mark chapter 1, verses 35 to 37, here's what the scripture says. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. I'm going to stop for just a second, but did you catch this? Early in the morning, Jesus intentionally decided to go off by himself. He went to a place where no one else was, where he could be alone, where he could rest in the presence of God. Not because he was trying to be isolated from others, not because he didn't love people, but because he knew that the truth is we have more to give others when we rest in the presence with God. And so Jesus next goes on to say in the text that Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Right? See, Jesus chose solitude even when people were looking for him. He chose this idea that we can go off by ourselves even in the middle of crowds. And so here's kind of my challenge for you and for me. Uh, in these days, even me, who has a wife and kids at home, even with that, there are days when I feel like I'm kind of isolated. There are days when I feel alone. See, I don't know about you, but living in the middle of a pandemic is nothing I signed up for. It's not something I felt called to do. Normally, I deal with people every day, and I kind of like it. And sometimes I feel like I want to be alone. But what I found in this, I don't like loneliness. But the truth is, as I have spent time in prayer in these days and allowed God to kind of speak into my life, those moments of feeling isolated and lonely have shifted to feeling like I've been in solitude and resting in silence with God. And so I, I mean, this is what Jesus calls us to, from loneliness to solitude. And I don't know about you, but maybe this week, this has just been a struggle for you. Maybe this week you find yourself just really wrestling with feeling alone and like no one gets you. The truth is right now and these days, we probably all get each other. We just don't know how to express it with one another. And so here's my challenge, it's twofold, right? One, call someone. Pick up a phone, call them and say, hey, how are you? Just when you know I was thinking about you, love you, gotta pray for you for anything. And the second part is, um, instead of feeling fear or isolation, ask God to help you feel like you're in a position of solitude. Have a heart change so that you might sense his presence in a way that changes everything about your life. And so here's what I'd add to this. Don't be afraid of silence. Lean into it. The truth is these practices, these spiritual disciplines we keep talking about, when we lean into them, God begins to do something in our life, in our heart, in our minds. He begins to change us in new ways. And so lean into silence because in the silence, God speaks. Right? There's this story in, 
in First Kings in the story of Elijah. Right, Elijah is going to hear God and he goes off and he's in the mountain and there's all these things happen. There's a storm, there's wind, there's fire. And in all those great big things, there's nothing that he hears of God. And then there's a whisper. And in the whisper, God speaks. See, it's in the silence that we might find God's most present with us. And in the silence, he might be most near. And so I can't help us, help us in these days, but think, think in these terms. What if? What if God really wants to be near to you and I? What if, in the middle of this COVID pandemic, what if we begin to practice solitude and we sense God's presence? And just like Superman goes off to his fortress of solitude and kind of rejuvenates himself, what if in solitude here and now, God could rejuvenate us? It's my invitation, my challenge. Choose this practice this week. Rather than feeling like you're just lonely every day, say, God, help me this day to choose a time of solitude, a time being alone. And for some of us, like we, we may have a house full of people, and if that's you, like, God bless you. But the other practice that we can add to this is maybe you need to develop a particular space. Maybe you can see, I'm at a pond right now. It's not my pond. Um, if you've been to Boys and Girls Camp that are part of our church, you probably recognize this pond. But here's what we've come to know, is that sometimes place matters, helping us practice solitude. And so wherever we go, we may end up in a place by water. You might find in nature that God speaks to you more clearly. That's cool. Lean into that. Go practice silence. Practice solitude. Often these practices, if we have particular places, maybe a closet in our house, that in those spaces God will speak. But also we can begin to notice nature all around us, whether it's a pond and trees, whether it's the beach and the lake. Wherever you find yourself, allow God to speak in and rest in silence and know that in solitude, just like Elijah, we might hear God whisper into our life and his life-giving words become hope for us. And as we lean into God, I believe he leans into us and he begins to speak into our lives. And so it's my hope and prayer that you and I will continue these practices, these disciplines, and it'll become rules of life for us, ways of living, not out of some legalistic obligation, but because we know that God loves us. And so we'll lean into that. And so may you continue to use the prompts and the resources on our website. But let's, let's just pray. Let's pray that God will be at work in our lives, in our homes, in our families. And let's pray that we won't find ourselves feeling isolated and alone. But we'll find that God's presence in our solitude brings life. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together today. In these moments that we get to hear your voice. And so Father... We know that you speak in all of creation around us. And so will you continue to speak into our hearts and our minds and our lives. And Father, help us in these days, if we're feeling isolated and alone, may we sense, sense your presence in a way that changes everything for us. And Father, we pray that you would do some unique things so that we can gather together again. We pray this all in your son Jesus' name. Amen. May you find God's grace and his peace and love presently this week. May you continue to find he is near, and may you find that solitude is a practice worth embracing in your life.